Welcome to Crash Courses by Closer and Closer, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. This week, we have Anna Hurley on the show. Anna is an accomplished illustrator based out of Oakland, California. She recently made the leap to full-time freelance after a number of years working in-house. If you're interested in making the leap to full-time freelance and getting your work out on platforms like Dribbble and Instagram, then you'll definitely want to listen to this. All right, let's get to the episode. Miss Anna Hurley, question number one. (laughs) Okay. Get ready. If you had one thing to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay, this actually took me a while to answer because I love food and I was like, God, what, I, what don't I like to eat? But I, can't, I think my answer would be eggs because if it, I would probably be vegan if it weren't for eggs. They're just, they're just the best. How do you like your eggs? Every which way. Actually, I like to marinate them in soy sauce and sugar and vinegar. And make soy eggs. That's the best. I didn't even know you could do that. I just like a little soy. Oh, I'll, send, I'll send you the recipe. Momofuko has a great soy sauce, soy egg recipe. Yeah. This is why Pick I it out after. <laughs> That's why y'all came here, right? I will. <laughs> so we have you here as our first guest. Why are you so passionate about art and illustration? So... Since I was little, I've always loved art, but, you know, I thought about it and like most kids love art, right? Like every kid you meet likes to draw something. Um, But I grew up expecting to just never make a living off of it because when I was little, like, not that my my parents are actually very encouraging. They were like, do whatever you love. They're they're, like amazing. Um, But just, I got this in my head that I'm like, I don't want to be a starving artist. Like, how how am I supposed to do this? Like, when I was as young as like 10 or something, like, I just remember being like, well, this is a fun hobby, but I'm never going to do anything with this. So I better, I better get good at something else or anything, anything. Uh, And so I, I dabbled in like journalism and like, uh, basically anything with math I was just really bad at like just awful just just terrible I'm basically not good at anything so (laughs) so I was like well I I guess I have to go into art now and um I went to college and I went to a graphic design program and um I met some folks in college you know which is what you do uh you meet really inspiring people and uh they basically turned me on to like basically taught me everything Mm. um and I was like, actually, you know what? I, I think I, I think I can try to try to do this graphic design thing for a little while. And like, so I graduated with a degree in uh, the with a focus in graphic design originally. Mm-hmm. And originally, I was going to just do design, like book design or publishing mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's where I started. Wow. And then once I soon realized how boring book design is, just kidding. Book design <laughs> is for someone I know. <laughs> It's great, but I realized that I really just loved. I wanted to go back to my roots, my childhood. I just, I just feel like I always want to just go back to that youthful, childlike excitement of just drawing. And for me, it was drawing, uh, wherever it is for other people. But I think there's just something really valuable there. And I just kept practicing, and that's how I became so passionate about it. I guess. Wow. Yeah, that's a long-winded answer, but yes. No, no, I admire that. <laughs> 
Can you remember when you were young, like the first thing you like ever drew? I'm just curious. Oh yeah, uh, we have some, I mean like, I think I have some, my parents probably still have some old drawings that I did, but I did a lot of trees as a kid because we had a lot of trees. We had these two big trees in our front yard and I, it was really hard. It's really hard to draw trees. Like even now, I like, I really hate drawing trees, yeah. but because um, it's just so intricate. And like, I just remember like sitting outside in the front yard and just drawing them over and over again. Cause I was mm -hmm. just like, I, I got to do it again. This looks wrong. And then, you know, you draw people cause they're funny. They all look like potatoes, but yeah. Now I'm going to dig a little deeper. So like you, so you first started drawing out trees and they're super hard. What, what was your tools? Like, was it like a number two oh. pencil or something? Oh yeah. Pencils, mostly pencils. Yeah. Pencils and color. I loved colored pencils as a kid. Colored pencils. Yeah. Was it Crayola colored pencils? Probably. I'm sure. Whatever, whatever was popular in the nineties, I guess. <laughs> that is cool. So if you weren't doing, so I love that you found a path and I admire that person. Someone that actually chases um, things because they, they oh, are thanks. themselves. And I also resonate with you because I'm also terrible at math. And I always, <laughs> I'm just real bad. I'm just okay. a math person. Um, <laughs> if you weren't doing art, what would you be doing instead? I thought about that because like when I was younger, because when I was younger and I was like, I'm not, I'm going to put art aside. Like I'm not going to study art. I'm going to focus on this instead. And mm -hmm. I went into journalism for a while. I actually, mm -hmm. my very first job ever <laughs> when I was, 15 was a uh i was a teen beat newspaper reporter for the local newspaper by shout out to the visalia times delta in visalia california um and i i covered some thrilling such thrilling topics as the football game oh. and whatever movie came out that week or whatever mm -hmm. and i hated it <laughs> i hated it um, I liked writing, so that's why I went into <laughs> that's why I went into um, journalism. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it would be more creative writing. I realized that there's a difference between journalism and creative writing. I mean, not really, because like obviously there's creative writing in journalism, but mm -hmm. I was doing mostly reporting at the time. And um, yeah, I didn't like talking to people. <laughs> I didn't like talking to teenagers because they were all really grouchy. I seemed like they were always really grouchy whenever I talked to them. And also, I'm like, I'm. I'm, I know it doesn't seem like this now, but I'm, I'm a, a bit of an introvert. So uh, it was really hard for me to go up and talk to random strangers. Um, so journalism career, that's out the window. Uh, if I weren't, if I weren't going to go to do the design or art, mm -hmm. I would probably try to dabble in creative writing. Wow. But I, what that would be, I don't know. And it would be extremely hard because writing is extremely hard. And yeah. props to anyone who's making a living writing because that's crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you gave Visalia a shout, a shout out. I actually know where that is. So that's crazy. Well, you're from California, so that makes sense. No, but Visalia, it's like no, no one, one knows. No one, should, no one should know where Visalia is. It's okay. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> and I think someone did shout out in the group chat just now. Oh, my Visalia God. Amazing. Yes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that we, we dabbled a little bit about your career. Um, I know a little bit about uh, your background, but uh, we, we do know before you went freelance, you were working in-house at Asana. Yeah. Um, can you explain that story behind your transition from working in-house at Asana, which I believe is four years, right? And yeah, four, four and a half years. Four, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. like, what was that transition like from Asana to going freelance? Because I would imagine four years is quite some time. That's like four holiday parties. I'm like yeah. living it up. 
And let me tell you, the Asana holiday parties were awesome. So gonna miss those. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, no, Asana was great. I, so to talk about Asana, we have to backtrack a little bit and go to my, my job even before Asana, which was I worked at a wonderful place called Hatch Design okay. uh, in North Beach. Then at that point, it was in North Beach. This was, yeah, before that. So it would have been a long time ago five five years ago six years ago and um there made like the at there i made amazing friends they're incredible everyone who did worked there uh were another level of amazing they're incredible so i learned a lot there in a very short amount of time mm -hmm. and um so what they did was they what they do is uh they do a lot of branding a lot of packaging design um a lot of it was mostly just those two things yeah and so they worked with many different uh, eight like companies big and like and really small and um, I got to just work on like a wide variety of projects there like so many different things and I was just doing a lot of like different styles and different stuff I was doing a lot of illustration but mostly packaging design mm -hmm. and so um, I loved it I got a little burnt out because it was just like it was like one pro a new project every two weeks basically every week or two weeks and like it was just like fast paced, like intense, since they're just on another level of amazing, like yeah. they're incredible. Um, and so I was there for about two and a half years and I was like, okay, working with a bunch of different companies is like super awesome, but I want, I would love to just, I literally thought this and then Asana contacted me. I was like, I, re I would love to just work at one place and just really hone in on one style and just mm -hmm. draw all day. And that would just be awesome. And then mm -hmm. literally Asana, uh, Amanda Linden, who used to work at Asana, she reached out to me uh and asked if i wanted to work uh to work there as their illustrator and i was just like what how did this happen okay sure i was like yeah i'll definitely interview and like see what it's like and i had never worked in uh, i had worked in tech before at yelp but it was yeah. very short-lived and it was a very different experience because i was just doing posters and stuff for them but for asana i would be doing like in-product illustration and branding and swag and a bunch of other stuff so uh, I joined in and I had a really amazing and challenging time mm -hmm. uh, helping to craft Asana's illustration style with an amazing team. Uh, at first I was the only illustrator and that was pretty difficult because I was doing all the illustrating. So that was really fun. And Hatch helped me become fast at things. So that was really, really fun, but also really challenging. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, after four, I mean, a lot changed in four and a half years. You know, it went from a 200-person company to, I don't even know what it is now, like 800, 900 people. I actually don't remember. But um, uh, it got a lot bigger. And the team was still wonderful and amazing. It's it just an incredible team. I, I'm, You know, whenever you leave a job, you're saddest to leave the people, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it was pretty sad to leave them, but I realized I wanted to ironically go back <laughs> to yeah. not the hatch lifestyle. Cause that was really intense, but, uh, back to just doing things for many different types of projects and that were kind of more varied, but I could also mostly focus on illustrating. So basically I was trying to combine the two worlds, like just to illustrate cause I'm just, I'm, I'm an illustrator. Yeah. But also work for a bunch of different companies doing a bunch of random, whatever it is they want, basically. Right. So I kind of meshed those two sort of worlds and hopefully that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love, I love that. Thank you for sharing that context as well. Cause I had no idea yeah. about that experience, but. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend. They're amazing. Wow. Wow. Um, 
what, what was that like? Because I, I would feel like there's so much anxiety and stress that comes with like leaving something full-time in-house. Oh, yeah. Freelance where it's just kind of like everything goes. <laughs> what was that like? What was your mentality? Can you explain a little bit about yeah. that? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have done this, but like it was a lot of mental, uh, yeah, anxiety, a lot of uh, mental hurdles to fall, like to jump through because a lot of like, a lot of the stuff that prevented me from doing this earlier is easily um, accomplished. Things mm -hmm. like, oh, now I have to buy my own healthcare. And it's like, yeah, that kind of sucks, but like, it's just a task. Just do it, you know? Ooh. Or like, oh, I need to do my own bookkeeping. bookkeeping. It's like, yeah, that's like not my favorite thing to do, but mm -hmm. like, I can do it. It's not like rocket science, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like be organized. And like, I mean, and there's lots wow. of like, obviously like, obviously it's very difficult for a lot of people to do myself included and there's lots of resources out there to be better at it yes. but like those kinds of hurdles were like um more mental than they were for me than um actually like doing it does that make sense like i was like oh i can't do that like i just can't and it's like actually like i could do that like yeah. that's okay like just try you know um and the other mental block was of course like a steady paycheck so yeah. I got my last check at a sauna my last day mm -hmm. and I did an inward panic <laughs> attack. I was like, <laughs> well, that's it. I'm not going to make any, I'm not making any more money. This is my last, this is, this is it for me. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for money now. I had just moved to Oakland. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, I need to pay rent. Yeah. Um, but again, that was a mental, that was a mental blocker. I had to uh, be like, okay, well, I need to focus on the day to day and do what I love, do everything that I love and be organized and like be consistent. And yeah. Um, and I think everything comes from like consistency and repetition. <laughs> I feel like if you're ever learning something, that's how you learn. If, and so that's kind of what I did here. I was, uh, I tried to be consistent and also do the same thing yeah. as much as I could to get my work out there to get right. clients, to get again, that paycheck. So, right. That's where the transition was mostly is all in my head, really. And I had some amazing resources. I had amazing, I have amazing friends. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I have a great network. I have you guys, which is amazing. Mm. Um, so I definitely was set up for success for lots of other sources. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> I, I love, thank you for sharing that. And I, I like what you said about when you had to start doing your own, you had to pay your own health insurance and you know, bookkeeping and we both <laughs> math. So, you know, uh, so, um, What's what I love is something that um, so Drew's on this call. He he helped found for everyone here on the call. He helped found um, closer and closer to this age. He was an illustrator himself. But something he was teaching me a, a week ago, which feels like a couple of weeks ago, I can't really remember. But it was something about like your capacity expanding. So it seemed like in this transition from working in a sauna to going freelance, like you had to. There's like this stretch, like you had to expand your capacity, and I really admire that. So very cool. Um, oh yeah, I definitely. I often tell Drew that he's my work therapist. I think I tell him this every time, and he is. So, uh, shout out to Drew for being my work therapist. Get me through. Get me through this. It is. It is your true calling yes. for sure. <laughs> so wait, now I love that. So you were blessed enough to have these resources and network. At I mean, I'm very grateful. You know, I closer yeah. and closer come into the picture because I wasn't working at closer and closer at the time. Oh yeah. So um, I joined Closer and Closer a year ago, a year and a half ago, last January. Mm -hmm. And I joined because I was doing a lot of, I mean, I, 
I was working at Asana, but um, I was also doing a lot of freelance things on the side, just little things mm -hmm. here and there. And I realized, I was like, man, freelance is really fun. And I wonder if I could actually ever do more. I want to do more of it, basically. Yeah. Um, and I have been following closer and closer because uh, y'all have incredible artists and then you have me, but everyone else is incredible. And I was watching them all and I just thought, well, I mean, I'll just send an email to Drew and see wow. what he thinks. And um, I was also honestly a little nervous because I was like, well, I'm worried that I'll have too much freelance. And then I also have Asana and I don't know. Mm. So like, I, again, a lot of it's mental. A lot of my hangups are all like, yeah, anxiety, yeah. worrying about a future that doesn't exist and may not, you know? So, um, so Drew was very patient and nice and told me everything. And then I signed on and actually Drew had emailed me like a couple years previous. And I was like, why do I have Drew's email address in my Gmail? Mm -hmm. um, so I got to say that also again, shout out to Drew for like just keeping tabs on like, I feel like he knows everyone <laughs> <laughs> and just follows everyone and is amazing. So that's incredible. So yeah. That, that's awesome. That's good to know. And I love this bit that you said about how, you, you were kind of nervous, but you sent him this email. And I think a lot of times yeah. we have like this idea or something in our heads, but because sometimes, and this is not for everyone, but the anxiety or the thoughts of like, oh, what if this may happen? Or what if this may not happen? What if he doesn't even email me back? Like, I, I love that you kind of pushed through that muddy thinking and just went for it. Yeah, for sure. To be quite honest, it could be so paralyzing and, yeah, so that's cool. I, I love that. Um, you also briefly mentioned something about how you're pushing your work out there into platforms. So as, as this course is called Dribbling with Anna Hurley, oh, yeah. what platforms have you used to help you find clients? Like just to oh. Yeah, so um, I know this is called Dribbling with Anna, <laughs> but I mostly use Instagram, right, to be honest. Uh, and like on it, there's a lot of different methods for finding clients, but as far as consistency and repetition, again, are concerned, um, mm -hmm. social media is amazing. It's got a lot of faults. Mm -hmm. I won't get into that. Um, and there's a lot of, I don't like about it, but, um, as far as my own work, like finding work, using it for work, um, yeah, being consistent, reaching a wider audience through it is really incredible. It's like amazing. Like I, this didn't happen when I first started, really and that's that brings back to dribble when i first started there weren't that many platforms like this like instagram and uh dribble was relatively new i think this was 2007 this tells yeah. you how old i am um but i graduated college moved to san francisco and mm -hmm. i found out about this platform called dribble and decided to sign up because i wasn't doing anything else and uh <laughs> i had no friends here yet and so uh i just started okay i was like okay um I'm brand new. I'm like a 21 years old. I don't know anything. Uh, I'm just going to post whatever I want on here. And eventually, hopefully like someone will see it. And honestly, I didn't, it's not, it wasn't rocket science. It wasn't a science. I know there are many books and things written about this and, and stuff, but my 20 year old, one year old brain was like, well, I want to pra I want to keep practicing cause I'm out of school now. And, um, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta be consistent. Um, I'm just going to do this like every day or every other day or whatever and see what happens. And I just kind of didn't stop doing that for, honestly, it's been like, I, I kind of sl 
slowed down on dribble in the last couple years, but from 2007 to like, yeah, like for like 10 years, 10 or 11 years, if you're consistent and just keep posting, like just fun. Yeah. Like I wasn't even like posting anything good. I mean, it was just random stuff. I was like a cat. Sure. Here you go. And I didn't really know how dribble worked because yeah. at the time and now it's, I mean, it's a lot of tech tech illustrations and like UI design and like, mm. which is great. Like that, that's a great platform for that. Um, and here I am, I was like, I'm just going to put my crazy drawings on here and like, let's see what happens. Like whatever. And I, I honestly think because it's so colorful and like different than like the UX and U, UI design stuff, which is, which are great and look amazing yeah. and beautiful. People look, tended to look at it more. And that's my theory. I'm not sure. Yes. And also, you know, I was on there for 10 years. So of course I have like a, a lot of followers. Like if you do anything for 10 yes. years, you're going to have a lot of followers. So, um, so that's my theory. I'm not sure what, why else that they would, I mean, they're all just silly things. And like, you know, now dribble uses it as like a portfolio platform, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, you know, a bunch of different features on it now, like job posting, all that stuff. I don't even, I'm very simple. I don't really go into all that stuff. I just post, I just like to share my work. I work from home. I don't, I mean, even now, especially now we're all work from home, but yeah. like, I didn't see a lot of people all the time. And I'm like, I want to, I want, I want to share my work with people. So that, that, that was my main mentality as far as platforms and what yeah. they do to find clients. I don't, uh, as far, I mean, as far as like, yeah, social media platforms go, there are other ways, but yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I love that we touched upon Instagram and I want to know, I think we need to let everyone know what platforms that you are, you are on as a illustrator and what you use. But I, I love that you use Dribble, which at the time was relatively a new platform. It kind yeah. of figure out what it was. And now it's become kind of a, a, a more, I don't know how to explain it, but just a very fun version of Behance where it's very like out there. Yeah. So yeah, for, yeah. Concerts, for everyone watching, uh, the people in our, in the closer and closer roster, we noticed that Anna had the, one of the hugest, most engaging audience at, on Dribble, which made it the perfect person and guest to feature here on this course. <laughs> And it just blew my mind. I'm like, how in the heck did you do this? So I love it. And we, a few of the, I know Drew's dropping some things here on the chat, but there's that never underestimating the power of consistency over time. Like, I love that you use dribble as a way to practice. Like, you know what? I'm going to put my stuff out there. And, you know, I don't know. It could just be a half-baked idea. It could be a full idea. But you continue to post. And even though you've become much more established in your career now, you still continue to post on to dribble, right? Yeah, I still get posts on to dribble. And actually, um, so I, I do remember that, don't quote me on this exactly because Quoting. I'm not from dribble. I'm not like, I don't, I've never worked there. I don't mm -hmm. even know anyone who does work there. But like, um, I remember that when it first started, it was actually a platform to be used for feedback. Like you were supposed to post, you're supposed to just take a screenshot and post like work in progress stuff. Yes. And like, no one freaking did that. <laughs> no one did that. Everyone posted like portfolio based work. Um, mm -hmm. And they got a lot of flack from that. They're like, why, why aren't you posting more work in progress? And so I just, I thought that was really funny. And so that's why I, when I started, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really post work in progresses because they weren't because they were just fun doodles. I did most of them weren't client based. Um, and so I would just post whatever random thing I drew that day. And I thought it was funny. Um, 
And that's how it started, right? I had, I remember now, that's how it started. Cause I was like, oh, all these people doing work in progress stuff or like not doing like professional, like beautiful. And like nowadays people don't do, people use it for portfolio, which is like another way of like showing that like, um, if someone makes a product, like Dribble made a product to do this and that the people didn't, you know, people using it didn't do it that way. So it evolved to do what people wanted it to do, which was be a portfolio piece. Like, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so that's where I just remember that's where that started from. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I actually forgot what you said originally, but yes, anyway, I just wanted to take note. Like it used to be that like yeah, it was a work it. in progress thing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know that's, that's so cool. That's good context. <laughs> so outside of dribble, obviously you have many other platforms. Uh, you have a website, you have, oh, yeah. you know, so. Uh, I know many people here could be illustrators or could be in-house at places, but like as someone that hopped from working in-house at Asana to now going freelance and being a full-on, full-time illustrator, what are some of those tools that you use? What platforms are your like Anna Hurley's must-haves? Um, totally. Out there? Yeah. So uh, I, I post most consistently on Instagram mm. and that's because it's just so... I, I mean, my audience there isn't even as big as Dribble, but it's just so engaging, like, mm. and it's so like immediate. And I use it all the time to follow my favorite artists. Right. So I love. It's just such a immediate, like, oh, I get my inspiration. I get my like daily inspiration fix. Like, great, mm. can get to work now. Um, and it. I mean, Instagram has its faults for sure. Social media in general can, you know, there's a lot. To, there's a lot to say about that. But um, as far as work is concerned and the positives. That's what I use primarily. And then I use Dribble, mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm trying to get into Behance. I don't have a platform there yet, but Drew keeps telling me to do that. So I gotta do that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I also wanted to explore working, not working. I haven't loaded it up yet, but I hear good things about that too. So I need to do that also. But like, you know, as a freelancer, like a lot of my day, in before going freelance in my head, I was like, this is great. I'm going to have so much free time to like draw all day. And then I'll go like do yoga and go on a bike ride and get to make my favorite meals and everything's great. Yes. Um, it's not quite how it works. Um, but, uh, cause a lot of my time is spent obviously trying to get my work out there. Cause if you don't get your work out there, it doesn't get seen, you don't get hired, da -da -da, that cascade of stuff. I mean, it's a very oversimplified way of putting it, but, um, so I try, I mean, I don't love posting at a lot of places all the time. So that's a challenge for me. So I'm trying to get better at it. But as of right now, my, I'm mostly consistent with Instagram and Dribbble. And that's because I'm just in a flow of it. So I'm already doing it. So um, a goal of mine this year is to, to do a, few, a, a little more, obviously. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Instagram yeah. was like, you know, this is kind of my, my main main. I, I just, it's just so engaging. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm, I, I, it, I've gotten a lot of um, work from Instagram. Yeah. It's wow. been, and it's been successful. So, so yeah, keep feeding whatever is successful. Right. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drew just actually dropped something here on the chat and said, it's better to pick one or two platforms. Yeah. To go all in rather than trying to maintain all of them. So that's cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So with Instagram, since that's been your bread and butter, I love that you also said you use it as kind of a place of inspiration, which I believe some yeah. artists 
or people who are freelance or, or needing that dose of like needs and get them some creative juices flowing. What accounts do you follow that, that, that you, that's Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Like a million, like obviously everyone from closer and closer, like, ah, uh, man, I can't think of off the top of my head, but I will say that I feel like there, there's not enough emphasis in study in design on the mm -hmm. act of studying um and more emphasis is put on practice which obviously you need to practice to get to practice your craft you'll get better if you practice every day again consistency yeah. and repetition mm -hmm. but um yeah using instagram as a way to see my peers work mm -hmm. um like instantly is like bonkers that's crazy like that's incredible you couldn't do that 10 years ago um you'd have to go out and do something i mean like which is also valid like go out and like look at stuff but um uh, so I just get heavily inspired from looking at art every, I'm sure every artist can tell you that obviously, but like, it's not like a crazy, a crazy thing to say, but, um, I just get really moved by studying any type of art that I like. And not just from like a perspective of like technically, like, Oh, technically how do they do that? That's exciting too. But it's more along the lines of, um, what do I like about this? Mm. Like, I think about that a lot. I'm like, if I see all my my, pe my peers are like people I admire, like a million people I admire, like they're all posting stuff on it's incredible. It's incredible. It's just yeah. candy every day. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Um, and, and then I, I often, I like to look at it and think, why do I like this? And I just think I just let that sit for a while. And it's like, yeah, you can say that the composition is really good or da, da, da. like technically this is like, a, like incredibly stunning or like blah, blah, blah. But the more I look at something and I think, what do I like? What yes. is it about this that I personally like, yes. like think is stunning? It, it's a form of inspiration that makes its way into my work, my own work, which is to say, I'm not like, I mean, hopefully I'm not like copying people exactly, but like, it's just like, I like this. And so th this is why I like it. Mm -hmm. And I need to bring that out more. Cause I, I, I want to make stuff I like, obviously. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a word of advice for anyone, any student or something that like, uh, not enough emphasis is placed on the act of studying what you actually like. Mm -hmm. um, and what about something is stunning to you? Uh, or what what draws you to it? And mm -hmm. more of it is based on, on practice. It, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, at least for me. I like I like how sometimes I, I had no idea. This is mind blowing for me that there's the art of studying, but then there's a practice. Of yeah. Art. So Man, this is this is crazy. So um, yeah, I kind of got on a tangent there, but yeah. No, no, I I love this because sometimes I feel like maybe the practicing of art is almost like a form of like gratification. Like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Yeah, but totally. It kind of feels counterintuitive to study. Like it's like yeah, exactly. Can you? Is there like any books that you like that just keep you in that mode of like studying art? Is it looking back at the artists from back in the day? Like this is such an interesting. Oh, yeah. insight. Oh yeah. I mean, there's many books on art. I mean, like I tend to like uh, a lot of retro stuff, mid-century mm -hmm. illustrations, a lot of my idols, Mary Blair, Alexander Gerard, Maurice, uh, Maurice Noble, uh, a lot of mid-century cartoonists. I really like actually, uh, which maybe shows up in my work because everything's so derpy. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Cartoon Modern is a great book. Uh, the Art of Noble or uh, so there's a Maurice Noble book that's incredible about landscape. Uh, art and uh, any literally anything by Mary Blair is just uh, there's no words. It's just stunning. You can't mm -hmm. can't incomparable Mary Blair. Um, but uh, yeah, like 
Yeah, especially in like, um, I feel like the the misconception is that like you study like math or like science, like you're studying it. You got to learn it and study it. Mm-hmm. And um, in school, yeah, like you study, but a lot of it's labs, not labs. It's like um, labs in the sense that like you're drawing for three hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm sure other people I, in my experience in the school I went to, it, I feel like there wasn't enough emphasis on like actually studying it, like, and not just composition wise, not just like, what is composition and what is color theory? What is yeah. this and that? And like, that's great. Obviously learn, you have to, you literally have to learn that. Um, but like, as far as personal style is concerned, that comes a little more like introspective and intuitive. And like, what do you like about this? Like, why do you like this? I think about it all the time. Cause like, I just look at so much stuff and I think, why do I like this and not this? Like they're very similar. And like, what is it about it? So yeah, I guess I'm thinking about it all. I guess yeah, I think about it a lot, about all the time. <laughs> I like that. And I, I think there's beauty in, in the study because it's so foundational. And it's, yeah. I love how you even pointed out some of the mid-century stuff we talked about. Kind of oh yeah, I love it. Today, it's like, <laughs> my mind, I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> well, this is so cool. And um, I love it as well, Anna, because our, our chat room here is kind of blowing up. Great. Hopefully good things. Oh, it's a great thing. (laughs) I know we have many aspiring illustrators and uh, creatives in the room. So I I was going to take this next few moments, guys, to open it up for Q and A. So if anyone has any questions, now is the time. I think I would recommend dropping them into the group chat. Or if, if you're feeling more extroverted like myself at the moment because of the coffee, feel free to go ahead and ask a question. I think there maybe have been one question, a few in here already. Uh, oh, there is one here. What type of art directors, art direction does, do I prefer left alone collaboration? Oh, I see. Okay. Art directors sketched a bad concept to go think about. Oh yeah, uh, I did notice one comment here from someone. Uh, I don't know who that is, but yeah. Um, I tend, I know everyone is different as far as art directors are concerned. I've worked with amazing art directors. I've worked with uh, not as good, maybe not as good art directors. Not that they're not as good, but we just didn't drive as much. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's a little different, I feel like. What I've learned is that like um, some people like being told what to do. <laughs> some people don't. Mm-hmm. And there's really no way to know until you start working with someone. I personally love being told what to do. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I like prescriptive feedback. I, I like it when someone gives me a suggestion and I just do it. I know that sounds really like this and this, but like, I personally, I get really caught up in, um, not knowing when to end, (laughs) when to finish something. And I will just spin around for like a really long time and be like, what about this idea or this idea or this idea and like come up with like 50 sketches or whatever for something, which is like a great exercise. Sure. (laughs) If you have the time, um, and also can lead to burnout or maybe not as efficient when the art director could just be like, what about this? And you can go for that. Um, Mm. so I personally, I love collaborating. I actually, I guess I kind of like both. I like being, I like collaboration and then also being left alone to like, spin my wheels a little and then come back and be like, here's this. And the art director either be like, this is perfect. You're a genius. Here's a million dollars. Or, uh, 
how about you try this instead? And I'll be like, great, I'm going to go do that. And I'll go left be left alone to go do that. And I'll either think that was perfect to hang it there. Right. Yeah. Damn it. Or I'll be like, that didn't really work. What about this instead? Come mm. back. Did it. That's the ideal situation. That doesn't always work um, because there's lots of things involved like time and, Mm-hmm. you know like the client who knows what the client will say you have to kind of just get good at being like quick and fast and being like not married to your work you know be like okay that's gone let's try this now and blah 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 you know which yeah. doesn't always work out as nicely every time but you know it's a learning experience every time <laughs> I love that there's always that spirit of learning anyway like never yeah. really set in stone so that's that's amazing. Something that closer and closer, we're pretty big on as well as a staff. Yeah. We're always trying to expand our knowledge. So I love how it spills even to you as an artist in a collaborative environment. There's always that spirit of constructive feedback back and forth. And oh yeah. It's just, it's just the nature of our work, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Oh yeah. It's so good. Um, we have a question here from my boy. Eddie. Great. This is Eddie Feig. Hopefully I pronounced that last name correctly. Uh, <laughs> he's smiling at me. He's like, I think it's a yes. <laughs> but Anna, how strategic are you in how you find new clients? Are you taking whatever comes in or do you consciously focus on breaking into new markets or industries, etc.? Oh yeah. Great question. Thank you, Eddie. Um, so I, as far as like getting my work out there, I'm not super strategic as we've discussed. I like post on Instagram and I post on Dribble and like, things like that and there's other stuff like you can email art directors or you can send out a mailing list and that kind of stuff. That's not inherently super strategic. So I'm just getting my work out there. But as far as like when a client contacts me, um, I, at first being freelance, I was like, I'm just going to take anything I can get (laughs) because I'm scared, which is normal, I think. (laughs) Uh, but, um, I definitely really love, I mean like, Drew is great. Y'all are great at helping me manage all the business stuff and like contracts and all that stuff is like incredible because I'm really bad at that. But um, I'm definitely more likely to be like, yes, I really want to work with this person if it's a different industry or um, such as last year, I got to work on a, a series of books for Chronicle Books and I had never done children's book publishing before. I was extremely excited to do that because also I, my work is very colorful and cute. So yes. it was kind of perfect. Um, so I was definitely very conscious in liking that. Uh, as far as other things that like I'm less interested in for whatever reason, um, I might try, there are other fact. there are a lot of factors at play. I don't want to say, yes, I'm going to take everything that comes in, but like, is the timeline, there's a lot of stuff at play. Like what's, what's the timeline? Like, mm-hmm. will I use it on my portfolio? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I getting out of this? If it's a, if it's a project that I'm not as interested in, for instance, um, if the timeline is like, oh, it's easy, whatever. Or the project is like, oh, this, this won't be that hard. Then I'm more likely to take it if, unless it, it if it's a project that I'm not that interested in. And, um, they say, actually the timeline's in a week and, right it's really boring or whatever, for whatever reason, I think that, um, I'm less likely to want to do that because I can focus my energies on something that cultivates my, mm. you know, my, my brand. It sounds so buzzy, but, um, but yeah, like I want to build, I'm, I'm here for myself too, basically. Yeah. I'm not here just to please clients I love as that. much as I like doing that. <laughs> I think you just said something so key because it's like you had said like, Oh, I'm not as strategic, but you actually kind of are strategic 
And you've okay. seen, like you don't just take anything, you actually form boundaries. And this takes me back a few weeks ago at one of our thing initiatives we did called the Work From Home Survival Kit, where oh. I give you this deadline, I'm like, how about this? And you're like, put together a whole journal in like how many days? Was oh that? yeah, I like made fun of you, yeah. <laughs> and then I did it anyway, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was a little bit more of a simpler ask than the way I actually wrote it out. But anyway, <laughs> but that's good. I love, I love that you are actually strategic in, in the work that you want to do. Um, Yay, thanks for the question. Very cool. Um, we're getting a ton, and I want to be respectful of everyone's Great. time. I'll try to skip over some. But I, I do like this question from Greg. How did you hone in and decide on your personal style that comes through in all of your work? Did you do a lot of experimenting with different styles at first? Oh, question. yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially when you first start out. Um, I think I read this somewhere. I'm miss messing up the quote, but um, everyone has like a personal taste and then also a talent mm -hmm. and your taste might be one high, like this level and your talent might be this level. Mm -hmm. And how do you get that, like that, like to the same level. So you're able to actually execute on work that you can sell <laughs> basically. Um, and I basically, I mean, honestly, this goes back to studying my heroes, my idols, things I like really thinking about it, really being introspective, honestly. It sounds so cheesy, but like, I really just thought about it a lot. <laughs> Not that I thought about it and then I could magically do it, but I thought about it, I practiced a lot, and I learned what I liked. And that's what made, and that still comes out. Like, I, who knows what my style will be like in 10 years? I don't know, I'll probably like, it's always evolving, you know? Like, I'm always learning new things that I like. I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm gonna. I think I, let me think about why I like that. And then like, how does that make its way into my work? You know? So I definitely experimented with a lot of different styles at first, mm -hmm. um, in that I kind of just drew whatever I could. <laughs> I feel like when you're 21, you're like, I don't know anything. I, I mean, I didn't know anything. And so I'm like, I'm just going to draw whatever I think of and whatever sticks. And then some things I liked more than others. And I kept doing that. So very That's cool. kind of where that came from. And then over, yeah, however long, 13 years yeah. of doing that, you know, this That's is what cool. happens. <laughs> I love that. And even Drew just dropped in the chat, self-reflection is so important. Having that dialogue. Yeah. And, why do I gravitate toward this? Why do I like this? Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Um, I love this other question from Geraldine here. Has the current situation with the pandemic affected how much work you're getting right now? Has it decreased or increased? Stay the same? What advice do you have for new freelancers right now to pivot? I oh think boy. <laughs> um, the current situation with the pandemic has, has greatly affected my, what, my, how much work I'm getting. Uh, I definitely, when it first hit, like in March, I was basically dry for like a full month and a half, maybe. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can say that. I mean, you know, everyone can say that probably, but, um, uh, it was definitely scary. Uh, I definitely thought, I was like, oh, God, why did I pick this year? To go <laughs> uh, what have I done? I've done something horrible. Uh, but I, again, honestly, I stayed, I actually did stay consistent. I, it was, there were some bad days where I was like, I don't want to do anything, and this is depressing, but which take the time you need to do that. That's very valid to yes. do. A hundred percent valid. Um, but eventually I got, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't have any work. I, I still need to make stuff. That's my nature. Mm. I just got to keep making things. Cause like, I love drawing. Yeah. I'm just going to draw every day. And so I just drew every day and 
posted stuff. I stayed consistent against consistent, re re uh, repetitive, uh, which I keep saying. <laughs> and, um, eventually I got like people started working again. I think, uh, I can't speak to everyone cause I don't know mm -hmm. everyone. I'm just at home, but, um, I started getting more work again and I'm back to normal now ish basically. Um, so my advice to new freelancers right now would be again to, even if you don't have work, there's still work to do. You can mm. do if you want to, uh, to get work. Like Drew has told me this a million times that like the stuff you're doing now, like in the day to day will pay off months from now, years from now, like they're gonna pay off. Like you just gotta, you can't see it now, but it will like, you just gotta do it. And yeah. like, Drew told me that for since like I think since like the day I met him, and so um, I highly recommend it. It I I feel like it has paid off, and it would pay off for you, any new freelancer right now. I think even during this the crisis we're in right now. I love it. it yeah. I also want to piggyback on that because even during the, the pandemic, there was from the agency side. Uh, as a staff, we were we were very much like, oh my goodness, like yeah. anything can happen at this point. But the, uh, one insight that I would love to share with the group here was that it's similar to, to the artist was like, we, we didn't allow, allow the, the outside circumstances dictate the, the direction that we were gonna go. Um, and we, we basically just stayed the course. Uh, like we kept pushing, we kept... Yeah. And I love that because it, it kind of resonates as well with what you're saying, staying consistent. Um, because yeah. as, as you plant the seeds over time, we can to water them. They're going to grow and, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be good in the long run. But yeah. I think the trap is to just don't do anything and just stop paralyzed and just like, Oh, just, let's just see how it goes. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And like, it's also valid to have fear. Like mm -hmm. I have a lot of fear all the time, like every day. Mm -hmm. And I guess just don't let that be the loudest voice you hear is mm -hmm. fear. Um, but also like, that's totally valid to not do. If you're not up for working, like don't work. It's okay. Like mm -hmm. I'm also a big proponent of mental health and yes. taking a break is extremely important. So you don't have to, don't, don't be consistent so much that you you're damaging yourself. Like, Yes. Uh, your own emotional and mental well-being. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Love that. Question. Have you ever seen Batman before? Batman Begins? Uh, which one? Oh, yeah, of course. Batman Begins? Like, from the 90s? Classic. Yeah, for sure. I grew up on that. Oh, me too. And the reason why I bring it up, because there was that scene before, oh, my gosh, we're going to sound like such nerds right now, but when before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, he had this fear of bats. Essentially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's love right. that scene. I like watch it over and over again for like just to remind myself that perspective. Um, yeah. But he's in the room. He saw a bat fly. Then he went to the cave. Still afraid of bats. He goes down to the cave, and then there's a scene where all these bats are flying everywhere. And then he just kind of stood up and embraced that fear. Yeah. So I, I, I love it because I just thought about that and I wanted to encourage everyone with that that you know what feel it if you with with the COVID nineteen thing. Yes, let's not bury the way we feel or, or the anxieties and instead embrace it and don't let, I love what you said, don't let it be the loudest voice because, you know, I know a lot of us do have giftings of, of art or whatever it may be creatively and allow that to be more of a compass instead of fear. And you know what? You are Batman, Tristan. Oh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell anybody, Anna. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's see. Do we have room for one more question? I think, I think we're going to wrap it up. 
But um, guys, oh, I sorry, I can't answer everything. I know, sorry, sorry, guys. But real quick, I am so thankful, honored, and grateful for Miss Anna Hurley for for Aww. utilizing the time to come speak with us. It was so valuable. I I personally, as someone who's moderating, took so much away from our conversation. Um, oh wow, I'm seeing all the feedback right now. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thanks everyone so much for coming. This is so great. <laughs> Do you have any like lasting words you want to, um, um, honestly, like if y'all need any, like I'm on social media. If you have any more questions yeah. for me, feel free to email me or write to me. Like I'm very happy to reach out to humans right yeah. now because we're all stuck in our homes and <laughs> I'm find you on social. Like what, what are your handles? Well, Instagram obviously is it's Anna Hurley. So Anna Hurley was already taken. So I T S it's Anna Hurley. Okay. Uh, and on, and also if you just search me on Google, Anna Hurley, I'm the first thing that comes up. So oh. Oh. yeah, I know. I don't know how that happened. No other Anna Hurley's, I guess. No other famous Anna Hurley's weird lucked out, I guess. Oh my God. Um, but, uh, yeah, feel free to email me or shoot me a message. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you for tuning into the Crash Courses podcast. We hope you got a lot out of this conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the latest episodes. You won't want to miss some of the conversations we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you grow your freelance career. To find out more about Closer and Closer, visit us at www.closerandcloser.co. Until next time, I'm Tristan Almario, signing off. Thank you.